Hey folks, if you've been tuning in over the last couple of months, you've heard all about the Game Time app and how it can save you serious cash on last minute tickets to sporting events, concerts, all type of shows. Hey, Game Time, it's quick, it's easy, it's right there. I looked up some Browns tickets for my cousin, we had them in two minutes. I looked into some concert tickets for next summer, they're all over the place, they're right there. And now Game Time is hooking you up for the holidays with a $10 credit. Here's what you do you download the Game Time app in Google Play or in the App Store. You click on the My Tickets section, create an account, and then under the billing section, redeem code THE ATHLETIC. One word, THE ATHLETIC, for $10 off your first purchase from Game Time. That's free money! Credit is only available to the first 1,000 people who redeem the code, and it expires at the end of the year, so you got till December 31st. Move quickly, score last minute tickets using Game Time. This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson, Jason Lloyd, and Tom Reed. Hey everybody, it's Civilized Barking. We are in State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. Zach Jackson and Tom Reed. Uh, We're about 15-20 minutes past the close of a very quiet Browns locker room. Um, We're here to talk the game and the state of the season, and Tom next to me has the stat sheet out. But unfortunately, again, this is one of those where we don't need to go through the plays or the game. Um, the Browns had slim playoff chances. Uh, the Browns played a three-win team that had lost six straight, hadn't won since October 20th. They didn't bring their A game. They sucked. They flat-out sucked from the very first drive. They got embarrassed by the Arizona Cardinals, and uh, the season is over, even though there are two, there are two games left been a miserably disappointing season. Um, I know some of you guys have tried to make us see some positives. I know specifically in the three-game win streak time, there were some good vibes. Uh, this is not a terrible Browns team as compared to what we've seen. No. And I know that that's a, that's a hell of a statement. But guys' expectations are supposed to be a good thing. It's, it means you're supposed to be good. Um, this team was never winning the Super Bowl this year. But uh, the third-place seat, the fi- uh, fate is sealed. Uh, going through an entire decade without having a winning season is now sealed. And just to get back from today and, and that uh, funeral of a locker room, Tom, um, just an embarrassment really on, on just about every level except for Nick Chubb. Yeah, and uh, you know we'll get back to that to Nick Chubb in a minute. But, uh, you know, you're coming into this game, you figured you, the one thing you probably knew is you were going to need your offense. You are going to need your offense today. Because as bad as, as as the Cardinals are, they can score. And they've got a really good, young, fun quarterback to watch. They can put up some points, but their defense is usually going to give you a lot of points. The thing that's always worried me, and we've seen it all season with this team, the Browns, is they're just so inconsistent offensively, yeah. other than Nick Chubb. And, and I'm sorry, folks, I love Nick Chubb like everybody else, but in 2019 – your best offensive player can't be a running back. It has to be a quarterback. It has to be a wide receiver. And today we saw a game where Baker Mayfield ended up with, when you look at his stats at the end of the day. Well, it's off in the last draft. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm going I'm to tell you something. Baker Mayfield's stats, the final stats were 30 of 43 for 247 yards, uh, two touchdowns and an interception. With seven minutes and 25 seconds left in the game, he had the same exact yardage total as Nick Chubb, 127 yards. Yeah. And that, to me, speaks volumes of where this was. He threw a really bad interception early in the game, which 
you know, set the tone with from where, where this game went. Uh, a game where Odell Beckham Jr. ended up with 66 yards receiving. 40 of it were on the last drive of the game. Uh, we had an incident with, with, with Jarvis Landry. Five catches for 23 yards. Uh, fans who watched the game saw uh, him kind of jawing on the sidelines with Freddie Kitchens. He said, basically, just get me the ball. Why aren't you getting me the ball? That was basically the nut of, of, of that disagreement. Uh, it's just, again, offensively, they were just not enough uh, when it mattered. So the Cardinals, they don't defend the pass. Uh, the numbers are just gaudy uh, in that regard, opponent passing numbers. And they, they broke Jared Goff's slump a couple weeks back. They've had other teams um, just light them up. So you take the first two drives. The first drive, the Browns move it, and then Baker throws the pick. It was eight passes and three runs. The second drive, they don't get anything. So on the third drive, they finally start beating Nick Chubb. So Jarvis Landry is an incredible player. And to go back to the one great game this team has played all season long, it looks like last year. Because why, Tom? Because Nick Chubb and Jarvis Landry made all the plays. So the concept of a shovel pass to get Jarvis Landry the ball (laughs) is not terrible. The thought of trying to catch the Cardinals off guard now that Nick Chubb has been rolling is, is not terrible on the surface, right? Um, but it's third down and short, and you've got the NFL's leading rusher, and he's starting to find a groove, and you run that shit, that play, and Jarvis throws a tantrum afterwards. Yeah. And we all say, well, I understand. I, absolutely. I, I thought it was one of the you know big plays of the game in the sense that they get they end up settling for a field goal. They had just turned the ball over. Uh, you have to remember, I, I think the, the 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 offensive drive prior to that, Nick Chubb scores on the 33-yard touchdown. And then uh, Mac Wilson with the interception. Yes, so yes. now the Browns have the momentum in the game against the team, a three-win team that's just looking for any excuse pretty much to kind of fall apart. And as, as Zach points out, I mean, they're down inside maybe the 30-yard line. To me, I would run Nick Chubb, and if I didn't get it, I would go again. On fourth and one, uh, and to just to run that play, and for you know fans that didn't see the game, that it's a shovel pass, and not only did it lose yards, but then Jarvis turns around and throws the yes. ball back. Right. It's like <laughs> back, back to Baker Mayfield that that ends up being a bigger loss. He was like this super pissed off old man's open gym basketball player, you know, <laughs> yeah. who's tired of getting fouled because he's just out there to sweat and burn off the calories. And he wants to play, but he keeps getting fouled and he keeps getting stuck with like four guys like me on his team. So he can't keep the court and he takes it in fresh after the other team gets to 11 first. He takes the ball in frustration and wails it against the wall. He throws it back to the quarterback. I mean, guys, like all the ways that they failed today. Baker got hit. You can't have that. Right. Odell drops a pass. You can't have that. The defense flat out no shows. Right. Like Kenyon Drake, who had one rushing touchdown all year, has four. The, the crowd is cheating, Larry, Larry. It might be Larry Fitzgerald's last home game here. They're begging to get him a touchdown. Well, Kenny Drake keeps scoring them all, <laughs> so they can't get him the ball. Um, again, we if you if you're here every week, we appreciate it. Uh, we we do this post game reaction, and obviously, you know, you see the game or you listen to the game, or if you have some circumstances that can't, you follow it via Twitter, via the stats page, the highlights, whatever. So we try to take you. Um, to where you can't go. Obviously, we're here in Arizona. We had a pleasant walk over and wonderful temperatures. Yeah. Uh, didn't even mind that it was a little bit of an extra walk. You just feel good about coming here. And because the Cardinals hadn't won, because the Browns did have a little momentum, four out of five, 
people that wanted to smell the roses could start to smell the roses, right? Like you felt good, and, and then you leave here, Tom, and, and to take you to the locker room, guys, like Demarius Randall, boom, out of there yeah. as fast as he could be. Nick Chubb out of there. David Njoku, a healthy scratch for this game and a complete disappointment. Again, uh, he's out of there quickly. So um, what did it feel like? What did it look like? I recognize this, guys. It's a team that's done. It's a coach that's done. And uh, we'll see what happens. But the only case for keeping Freddie Kitchens at this point is that you don't want to go through the change and you don't want to go through the things that come with change because you don't get any better in the short term. You don't. These are long seasons and, and these are uh, – it takes a lot to get through them and eventually, you know, win these games and be playing bigger games than this. But Freddie's case, the, the case he's made for himself, Tom, is about absolutely nil at this point. I agree. I, 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 you know, the morning kind of started with a national report from Ian Rappaport saying that 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 at the thought, at least going in, unless something calamitous happens, was that Freddie would be back. I don't know if you call this calamitous, but certainly losing to a team that well, I'd say it's in the neighborhood. Yeah, to 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 a, to a team that uh, has lost six in a row, and then in talking with some of the players. Uh, you know, Joel Batonio, who's, you know, obviously been here and seen a lot, just said they they didn't have it from the beginning, and he has no idea why. He said they did not come ready to play today. Uh, that's coming from one of your captains. He says he has no idea what happened, but they just got basically dominated, and who, who can argue with him? Uh, I think one of the things we're seeing defensively, Zach, uh, you know, the first game they survived without Miles Garrett after the suspension – I think with each game, you're seeing that becoming a bigger and bigger and bigger issue. Because the thing is, is we sometimes think of it, well, Miles is a home runner hitter on defense. All he does is sacks. Yeah, yeah right. He, he draws so much attention. He's such a good player. And you can see this defense. Last week, Joe Mixon had a huge game against them. Uh, and, and again, they're, they're also missing their other end, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just they're trying to patchwork this defensive line together. <laughs> and it's starting to it's starting to falter. Yeah, I mean, two parts of this, guys, with Kyler. <laughs> One, obviously, he's a dynamic athlete. Um, he's a rookie, and we'll see where this goes as, as he and his coach grow together, he and his offensive line grow together, uh, he and his team grow together, and they get better players around him. But you know what he's going to do and what he wants to do, what, what the core, what they want this offense to be. And right from the start, the Browns don't tackle anybody, so he gets to do it. He's running around. He's creating. He's extending. And it is. It, it, it's kind of a personnel mismatch, even though the Cardinals' O-line isn't very good. You have Joe Schobert has an awful game. You have guys caught out of position consistently. Four-yard runs become eight-yard runs. You get in the red zone, and Kenny Drake scores a touchdown every single time. <laughs> and the other thing out of the Kyler Murray discussion from today, let's just be honest, guys. You leave the stadium as we're about to in about 30 minutes here. Thinking one quarterback today is on his way to to big things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't take long to decide which one. Right? No, no. It's just I think in some ways this was this is one of Baker's. Again, the stats don't necessarily bear it out, but this was a really a really performance where they needed him to come up big today. Again, the bad interceptions, a couple of really bad throws where he had guys open, uh, almost got Jarvis killed on the one play over the middle. Um, yeah, this was a poor this was a this was a poor performance from Baker today in a game where they really needed him to play well. And, and, and the thing about it, of course, you're thinking next week, you know, how exciting it would be. Again, the, the, the odds were probably even if they win this week, the odds were probably slim that they were going to make the playoffs. But just to go into that game 
at home. Make it a playoff make game. It, make it a playoff atmosphere, second to last game of the season. This means a whole hell of a lot. And now it really doesn't. I mean, and, and it'll be interesting to see. Uh, he was asked after the game, Odell Beckham, whether he will kind of shut it down if they're eliminated. Uh, he, I, I thought he was kind of went back and forth on that, said, yeah, every time Landry's out there, I want to be out there. But then when pressed, uh, would not completely commit to that he's going to play. Uh, I think we'll have to wait and see what happens Well, what's there. the difference? Yeah. Well, well, the way he's – I mean, yeah, it has been – I think the one thing that we all sit here and scratch our head about is I think you picked them to win nine games. I picked them to win about nine games. We both thought they were a, a wild card team. But we did all of that thinking they would be able to move the ball. They would put up points, right? right. And that has, you know, I ask, I ask Odell, I mean, can you imagine sitting here in week 14 and we're still talking about the same stuff, inconsistent offensively, and it's That's it's bad. been it's been it's too many times this year that has been the case. It's been absolutely pathetic. Um, it's just it just has. There's there's no other way to spin it, Tom. Um, Are you crushing it at work? Laser focused on beating that boss level? It doesn't mean you shouldn't eat. You gotta eat. DoorDash can help you get your next meal from your favorite restaurants in minutes. DoorDash connects you to your favorite restaurants in just about any city. Ordering is easy. You open the DoorDash app, you choose what you want, and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are and generally pretty quickly. Not only is your favorite pizza joint already on DoorDash, but there are over 340,000 restaurants in 3,300 cities, so you might find a new favorite too. So whether you're at the office, in the basement, at the lake house, wherever you may be in a hotel where I use it all the time, you can get to DoorDash. They deliver in all 50 states and Canada. Don't worry about dinner. Let dinner come to you with DoorDash. And right now, our listeners get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code BARKING. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code BARKING. That's promo code BARKING for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. You know, to go back, you know, what, what are the signs? That it's over. Well, Freddie doesn't have any answers. You know, mm-hmm. he comes in, he gives a statement. He says, we're going to keep fighting. We're going to give it our best shot. First question I ask him, why didn't you have your best shot today? He says, well, I thought we were prepared, but I, I guess we weren't. Yeah. Okay. You go into the locker room. You have guys just sitting there. Odell and Jarvis for 15, 20 minutes just staring. You have Demarius Randall, who couldn't get himself to the first, now the only playoff game he played in, bailing out of there long before. Guys are long gone. They're running. They don't want to talk. The coaches that are walking through, coaches that left other jobs to come here, the dazed, the glazed eyes, like, I can't believe I did this and we're about to get fired. This is what it all looks like. This is what it feels like. We've lived it so many times. The Haslam's have only owned this team for seven years, and here it comes again. Yeah, I I, I would not be surprised at all at this point. Um, again, I think you could have made the case had they gotten maybe to 9-7, and seven, even if they missed the playoffs. There may have been a, a a platform for keeping Freddie, but he had to win out. He certainly had to play well against Baltimore. And under no circumstances uh, did part of the plan of keeping him have to include losing to a team that lost six in a row. Well, what, what did you really want out of this year? You wanted it to be different, right? The, the mm-hmm. talent level said different. The expectations said different. The way they finished last year. And I do believe in momentum to an extent in this league because there's documented cases of teams playing well in the second half and carrying it over, discovering identities, discovering players who they really want to get the ball to, working on what do we do in these situations. So the Browns, 
not only don't have a bread and butter play, every drive is still its own adventure. This is week freaking 13. They take a delay of game on first down to start a series. It's week 15. I'm sorry. It's game 14. Um, But guys, here's what's not different. Here comes the Ravens. You're a 10-point underdog in the division in December next week. And they're going to ravage this defense. And I know this is not the defense it's supposed to be, but this is a part of the NFL. What what happened with Miles Garrett, nobody saw coming, right? What's up with Olivier Vernon? I don't know. And there's no reason to bring him back now, right? The linebackers shredded. The safety court decimated by injuries and tweeting death threats and can't get to games. Unreliable, unaccountable. The story of the Browns. Disappointing, immature, embarrassing. And it's all on full display here today as you get blown out by the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, can't argue any of that. It's 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 uh, it's from where the season started with the the hope, and you know I think we both got chirped for only picking them to win nine it's right. nine games, right? How can you only pick them to win nine <laughs> games? Uh, to where they are is it, it is extremely ex- extremely disappointing season, and this is as you said. Next week you're going to be seeing guys out rested sat out for the rest of the season and in a game again a game that should have meant so much next week a game where you know you can you you would worry about that game getting out of control early yeah i mean if you can't defend this offense then you can't defend next week's and each game takes on a life of its own this is the season this is the nfl guys each game takes off a life of its own when you talk about travel injuries and matchups, because every team has good players. You know, th- this is how things happen, right, in, in this league, strange things. But to think that this team is going to go out and get any stops, is going to go out and compete, you know? I mean, you, you, what are you playing for? For Nick Chubb to win the rushing title. Like, it was cute, Joe, five, six, eight weeks ago to say, well, well the, court, the only guy that can stop him is, <laughs> from doing that is Freddie Kitchens. Yeah. Well, is he going to come out and hand him the ball or not? 17 carries today against this defense. You know, another th- point, and, and as, as we record right now, uh, the Bills and the Steelers are getting ready to play. Uh, the Bills are probably going to go back to the playoffs this year for the second time in three years. Uh-huh. Uh, again, we don't know what happens tonight, but I don't necessarily think the Bills have beaten anybody that great this year. What they have done that the Browns haven't done is taking care of games that they should Just win. Just them. win Games like against Arizona, win games like Denver, win a home game against Tennessee, uh, which is as Melba toast as you get for an for an opener. And the Bills went and did those won those type of games. And the Browns have two have have just enough stubbed their toe in those games to a reason why their season's over, going with two weeks left. The Browns have not played one game with a winning record all year. Yeah. Right. Um, today, Mark's running officially the gamut in that they lost to an undrafted rookie quarterback and they lost to the number one pick in the draft. Uh, their last road win was that September 29th. And it's it's maybe the win of the year in the league um, at Baltimore, right, which makes this all the more well, mystifying. Head scratching win of the league. The Ravens have not lost since then. The Browns have not won a road game since then. And, you know, they, like, they did beat the Bills. And, and that's what it's about. Find a way. You don't have your A game every week. Sometimes – you're, you're in a non-favorable matchup because of injuries or just because of how teams play, but you find a way and you adapt and someone counters you and scheme-wise you adapt. But this this team has never developed an offensive identity 
even when the defense and the defense has had three or four outstanding or darn near outstanding performances. And I get that they had their guys in, but they've almost always followed it up with one of these. Yeah. I mean, look, the Browns come out and do their job today and they score to get back in the game in the third quarter. There's a lot of game left. The Cardinals aren't good. There's no home field advantage here. Hell, there's more Browns fans here than Cardinals right. fans. Right. Like you're in position for all sins to be forgotten and just do but they just they don't stack drives, Tom. They they just don't do anything consistently well except Nick Chubb breaking tackles, and they won't give him the freaking ball. <laughs> well, as as I mentioned earlier, now this is maybe a little unfair because again there was seven fifty two left. I said with that much time left, Chubb had one hundred and twenty seven yards, and Baker had one hundred and twenty seven yards. And guess how many yards Chubb ended up with? One hundred and twenty seven yards. He never five, got the ball. Five point five per pass is just not getting it. No, I mean, he was 18 yeah. of 24 at that point. 18 of 24. So they, even with the last drive, he finished 5.5. Yeah. So, so, look, guys, it doesn't have to be a high-flying 400-yard air show. It doesn't have to be. Odell Beckham highlight real catches all the time. You can get good at whatever. You just have to find a way. Along the way, the quarterback has to play efficient football, smart football, move the ball. You have to feed your guys, build strengths. I mean, this team is a disaster, and – I wanted to say, Tom, I wanted to throw to you and say, let's make somewhat of a case for Freddie keeping his job. And again, I, I come, I wrote this, and I mean this, with the exception of you just don't want to do that. There is none. That's, yeah, that's the, that's the, you don't want to do it again because you've done it so many times. Uh, but they may have to. Uh, and it may, you know, it also may come down to some guys. You know, we, we know, again, that there was reports uh, today from Jay Glazer that he doubled down on his thought that, that Odell Beckham uh, may want out of here. And I know Odell was fairly complimentary of Freddie. Well, what are you going to say when you're asked that directly in front of an entire media set? But, you know, that may be part of it, too. You mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. It may come down to one of those two. Uh, Zach, it, 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 they have two offensive weapons on this team, Nick Chubb and, and Jarvis Landry and, and Kareem Hunt a little bit. I mean, he's kind of coming late. It's kind of yeah. hard, and it's hard to have two running backs be good. But you can't win in the end. Your quarterback has to be your best player. And he has not been their best player in any game, on almost any game this year. Odell Beckham, for for multiple reasons, has not been their best player. Had an easy drop uh, today, obviously gutting it out. So you grade a little bit on a curve there. Their tight end, who they drafted in the first round, first round, two first years, round. two years, three years, was a healthy scratch today. And after he's just gotten back in the lineup, you can't win that way. You just and that's that's the that's where the inconsistency comes in. You know, Nick Chubb can only win you so many games. Uh, and at some point, you look around the league. Who are the other leaders? Christian McCaffrey, his team's out. Uh, uh, Tennessee's running back. Henry. Yeah, he's their best player. You can't. That's just you can't win in today's game with that guy being. He can be one of several great players, but you can't win with your running back being your best player. You can let the guy drive the offense, though. Oh, he certainly can make. Yeah. He, you certainly can be a big part of it, but he can't be. He can't be the guy that if this guy doesn't have a good game today, we have no chance at all. You have to have in, in 2019. That's just not the way the NFL is won. So, a thought on Njoku. Um, the Browns radio network reported that the coaches just didn't like the way he came back, and 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 obviously, whether it was blown assignments. Um, in, in the game last week, or whether it was lack of preparation this week, they just didn't like it, and, and that's a failure. I mean, I, it was already a lost season for him because he's so far 
from being anywhere near reliable. And I know some of you guys love him, and he caught some passes last year that he just needs to play. That's the mm-hmm. only way he's going to get better is to continue to practice and play. It's it's like watching the NBA draft. He's two years away from being two years away, mm-hmm. you know. And, and he always was that, and it was a total joke that the front office that had zero clue what they were doing took him and traded their valuable picks to get up and get him in the first round. But anyway, in the here and now. How many of these guys, Jannard Avery, Rashard Higgins, David Njoku? I mean, yes, it's it's personal accountability, guys. Demarius Randall's incident, all this. Jermaine Whitehead, who's been cut, and they loved him. Like, I know it's personal accountability, and these guys are big boys. But how many of these have to go on, and they're not helping the team, before you look at the staff and say, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. You know? I mean, because, well, well, Tom, what, what the hell is going on here? Uh, yeah, I think some of it, uh, and this is not to defend all the, the I think some of it was that they had so little talent when 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 uh, Dorsey came in. Now, Dorsey, of course, has the reputation of, of bringing some of these guys in. And not everyone you just mentioned, Njoku being a yeah. specific examples, it was not brought in by him. But I think that, that he felt that they had to maybe take some chances to try to, you know, shore up the talent gap that was obviously here. When he inherited, started was started to make decisions, but yeah, some of these have, have certainly kind of blown up in his face. To the, to his credit, a guy like Kareem Hunt has come in and, and has played very well. He's had a couple other guys that have come in and, and played pretty well, but yeah, it's just it's just they're going to have to they're going to have to have a reckoning this off season as far as and again. I, I think Baker Mayfield will be the starting quarterback on the first game next year. I know he will. But 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 I think that the the shine has come off that. There's no you're going to uh, you're going to look at next year a lot differently than you did this year as far as is this guy the long term answer because you're gonna you're gonna look at that a lot closer next year. Well, I I, th- I think you just said it, and we'll kind of get out of here on this thought. Um, you know, obviously John Dorsey in his two years and one week on the job has brought. The team out of the dregs of what of 0 and 16, 4 and 44, and all mm-hmm. that. And it's changed expectations and standards. But this year's team did not get any better than last year's team. In record, the offensive production is way down, no. with the exception of Nick Chubb. Although he has the exact same numbers if you from last year, if you extrapolate them over the course of actually playing the whole season. Remember, Hugh Jackson was so bad at his job that John Dorsey had to trade the starting running back on Friday afternoon at three o'clock <laughs> to get Nick Chubb on the field. Right, but but what I'm saying is, you have to wonder. Like this is all gone stagnant. So, how do you get to the next step? Is it as simple as growing up and gelling together, you know, or is this team just not have enough talent and have too many holes to be a playoff contender? I mean, look, ask yourself, you know, of this of the eight teams that are still alive for the playoffs, you know, who who would the Browns beat? How would they match up with these teams? We saw them split with Pittsburgh, who's not good, right? Mm-hmm. We saw them beat Buffalo, who's Finding a way to win. We saw him blitz the Ravens, but we have just seen. I mean, the the, the losses and, and today is just an embarrassing loss all the way around. It's it's thorough, guys. It's no doubter. It's it's embarrassing all the way around. Nobody played well except Nick Chubb, and it just it just stinks. So uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know where this team goes from here, but in the big picture evaluation, at best you've gone stale, and at worst you got to say we are not near good enough. And it's hard to reconcile that because, well, for many reasons. Obviously, being the object is to win. And whether Freddie gets fired this year or not, next year the GM and the quarterback are very much on the hot seat. 
It's absolutely, like I said, you are going to look at these guys much more critically as far as their futures uh, starting next season than this year because everyone kind of thought we're set. A lot of people thought we're set, certainly with the decision maker and with the quarterback and – Look, he would not. He he's not the first quarterback to to to, to struggle in his second year, and there's certainly issues. Again, the play calling I don't think has been great. Uh, the offensive line, uh, I think we've both written ad nauseum that there has to be changes on this offensive line uh, going forward. Uh, who knows what the future holds for Odell Beckham? Whether he is going to be back next season, uh, but yeah, the, and the tight end again. That that position has to be improved. Uh, and we'll see if that if, if those some of those changes make a difference uh, for the quarterback because uh, he just has to be better. It, 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 it just it is not, you know, after a poor start, you thought, well, it, things will get better as the course of the season's gone. Really, he's had a couple nice games, but it just hasn't been consistent enough. And in a game where they absolutely had to score on a day, the one thing you needed, you knew you were going to have to get some points. Uh, he just did not deliver. So we'll get you out of here on this thought, uh, another behind-the-curtain thing. Um, every week we sit in, in one of the abandoned radio or coaching booths and do this. Every week we sit in Berea, three or four of us, and we talk about this. And every day, whether it's text or email or the app that we use within the company to communicate, we talk about what we're doing, what we're, how we can cover this team the best, how we can do this. And every conversation for like five weeks now has come back to what can we do because all people want to talk about is firing Freddie. What can we do that's interesting, that's compelling, that's offbeat, that's optimistic, whatever? Because everybody wants to talk about how disappointing, how embarrassing this crap really is, right? And here we are with two weeks left. We're about to walk back to our respective hotels and airports and whatever. And with two weeks left in the season, what the hell does anybody want to talk about firing the coach? And we don't make those decisions and you guys don't make those decisions. And again, it's it feels like an easy decision right now. It's not. We know this here in Cleveland. But guys, oh, this is bad. It's bad. And my feel leaving the stadium is it's over. I saw enough eyes and shoulders. I just feel like it's over for Freddie Kitchens. That's it. Tom just nodded at me. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.